in the Hebrew community, we talk a lot about separating ourselves from Babylon. But what if you can't physically separate yourself from Babylon? Let's talk about it. We've got some difficult days ahead. I just want to do God's will. I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Shalom, shalom, everybody. Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Jacob C Podcast. You can be doing anything else with your time, um, but you've chose to rock it right here with your mans, Yermiyahu. Listen, everyone who has subscribed to the podcast, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. If you are subscribed to this podcast, or if you have not subscribed, please subscribe and then tell five other people about this podcast. Also, um, you can follow us on um, Instagram at Jacob C12 at Jacob C12. And you can also look up Jacob C podcast on Facebook and like our Facebook page. Um, and I also have a brand new Facebook group that you can join. Uh, and the whole goal of that is kind to just connect um, to, to connect uh, people who are in the truth so that we can uh, encourage one another um, in this walk. So as in my intro, uh, we're talking about Babylon, big bad Babylon and I know in this Hebrew community uh, we always talking about separating ourselves from Babylon whether that is um, emotionally physically whatever it may be uh, but what about those and I know there's this huge push to leave these United States of America whether that's going to Africa or um, whether that's actually that we have some brothers and sisters who are in Demona Israel right now um, but what if you can't physically leave Babylon what does that look like? What does it look like to be a Daniel in Babylon? So I have a special guest with me today to discuss these matters. My beautiful, beautiful Isha. My, uh, I like to say Yafe Isha, which means beautiful woman. My wife, Shalom, Teresi. everybody. Shalom. What's going on, baby? How you doing? I'm good. How we, are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm, I'm, I, I love doing podcasts with you. Um, I mean, l listen, y'all, it's, it's hard to get her to, on a podcast, extremely hard. This is only her second podcast she's ever done with me. This is her first podcast on, well, this will be your third podcast you've done with me. Your second one on Jacob Seed 12 or on Jacob Seed. So you did oh. one for uh, No Filter as oh, well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. but that's a You're discontinued right. podcast. So don't go looking that up. <laughs> um, but you had a good week. You feeling good? Yeah, feeling really good. But, um, so you're working from home and all those good things still working from home and enjoying it. Um, going back will be a challenge. That's all I know. Yeah, it'll be a challenge for a lot of us, but that's okay. We're going to get through it. Yeah, for sure. So we're discussing being Daniel in Babylon. So, so before we even and jump into it, um, kind of what are, what are your thoughts just about, you know, the Babylon system of Babylon? What's it look mm -hmm. like? We have kids, you know, together. Yeah. We have we have three beautiful girls together. Like what is so like without going all the way into it, I guess, but kind of uh, a 10,000 foot view of man, the hmm. system of Babylon or whether yeah. you think Babylon's a system or whether you think it's you know United States of America or whatever. Like how do we kind of navigate that as a people? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a loaded question because there's so many different views on it. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it's like, yeah, there's a like there's a tension, right? Because if if you think, at least for me, I think that it is a system, and that system is just embedded in the way this country operates. Right. Um. But we live here. Um, right. Unless you become a hermit, it's hard to fully separate from it. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, like you said, when you come into this truth and to this walk, um, you know, it's a lot to navigate because you start realizing how much um, how much deception is around you and how much you're Man. trying to separate from it as much as possible. A bunch of deception. But it's everywhere you go. Every time you turn everywhere on the TV, every time you turn on the computer or social media, um, even when you go to work. Um, you're in the midst of deception because there are people around you who are in it and still, you know, living in La La Land. 
And so <laughs> to separate from it is like, you know, separate, separate from it in mind, physically, like what do you do? I think for me, when I first came to the understanding of separating or coming out of Babylon, mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, well, you know, just cut off everything. You just got to just stop, quit everything and just, you know, be like uh, the Amish or something. <laughs> but yeah, you know yeah. i mean I, th- I think a lot of our brothers and sisters think that and have done that whether it's yeah and not to say that it's bad and that's and those yeah. are bad things right those it's are just bad like things. that shock response to realizing what's happening so um in terms of like raising kids it's like shh, that's a whole nother that's, issue. Yeah, that's a whole nother issue <laughs> depending on how old or how young they are yeah because babylon man got some yeah, they, they, they got, babylon some, got them got some treats for your kids yeah Let's say that so your for kids real. watching youtube and you thinking they just watching peppa pig and all of a sudden there's some some naked man with his 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 man members right there on the screen um you you think they're listening to like kid music kid friendly music whether that's mm-hmm. um whether that's some christian music gospel music gospel hip-hop um some some israelite music israelite worship whatever it may be and it's going down the youtube list and um or it's going down any kind of playlist and all of a sudden you got you know music that just pops up be this hold this this that and the other You're like oh my goodness what, yeah, you, what y'all listening to um so they they sneak it at babylon is sneaky like that it's it's different mm-hmm. um just subliminal messages yeah subliminal messages whether it's on tv and kind of like normalizing stuff for our children right hmm, so whether it's normalizing sure. homosexuality yeah. whether it's normalizing gender confusion whether it's normalizing pedophilia like it normalizes a bunch of crap for our kids whether it's tv the the tablets they have the youtube social media like all that stuff is normalizing and that's that's all a part of babylon that's all a part and see we're not just in we're in babylon we're in egypt and we're also all in Sodom and Gomorrah. It's like this huge, it's like the times of Noah, right? So it's like this huge mm. conglomerate of just foolishness <laughs> that we're stuck in, in captivity, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're looking at yeah. today being a Daniel in Babylon. And so I promised, listeners, I promised my wife that this will not be a long podcast because <laughs> I had to drag her into the studio it is it is a it is a absolute miracle that she's even sitting in the studio today. So we're not going to be long. That is my that is my goal. You know, plans change, but that is my goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you going to put a timer on me? You put a timer. On? Oh man, that's messed up. See, see I what, probably see, should. See what I got to work <laughs> y'all with. Y'all know he's long winded. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, talking about being a Daniel. And so what, what, who is Daniel? First of all, we know that Daniel was captive uh, when, when King Nebuchadnezzar sacked Jerusalem the first time the temple was destroyed. And when he took with him, he took treasures and gold and all that kind of stuff, all the best things out of the temple, all the best things out of Jerusalem. So including all those who are wise, who are young, who are strong, who are good looking um, and the royal family. So Daniel is actually part of this royal family. So his blood is connected to um, King Dawid. Uh, so he is a descendant of King Dawid. Um, and if we know anything about King Dawid, that he Dawid is a very strong minded, militant man when it comes to the scriptures, when it comes to serving Yah. Right. There's no other. There's no other way. It's either Yah or death for Dawid. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's the same when we look at Daniel. So the first thing we're going to do when we look at being Daniel in a Babylon world is look at just just who he is. We're just going to walk through who he is, what he's done, and see if we can't duplicate those things um, so that when the day of judgment comes, if we can't physically separate ourselves from Babylon, so if we can't just move out to some remote place and, and, and be able to serve, live out the law, statutes, and commandments like some of our ancestors were able to do in Second in Edris, like if we have to stay in the United States, if we have to stay in the UK, if we have to stay in China, if we have to stay in Australia or wherever this system reaches, like, how can we act in a way to where when the when the judgment comes that we're found righteous and innocent? Mm. Right. Yeah. So look, let's look at um, Daniel chapter one, Daniel chapter one, um, verse 20, Daniel chapter one, verse 20. And it reads, let me get there real quick. And in all the matters 
of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the mag magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. And Daniel continued even until the first year of King Cyrus. So the first thing we learn about Daniel is that not only is he royalty, but he is renowned for his wisdom and intelligence, wisdom and intelligence. I think that's a lot. I think wisdom and intelligence is one of the biggest things that is lacking in our community as a whole, hmm. uh, not just the Israelite community, but also just so-called African-American community at all. We don't think we don't use critic. We don't we don't use critical thinking. A lot of us sadly don't read a lot of things and we get most of our information and not all of us now. Not you listen to this. I'm not if this not don't pertain to you. Don't don't feel some kind of way about it. But <laughs> in general, a lot of us get our stuff from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, mama said something. Grandmama said something. My friend said he said he said my I heard that your cousin on your daddy's side <laughs> twice removed um said this that and the other and we don't do our own research on things so we get stuck in all these uh a bunch of foolishness i mean i don't know right. what else to call it right yeah um yeah absolutely right. and i think also the way that we've been taught to make decisions is not like you said is not through critical thinking a lot of our decisions are based on emotions or feelings man and yes. We're very reactive people right right and so um and you don't realize that a lot of those emotions and feelings are dysfunctional. And so now you're operating yeah. in a way that's not even based on any type of truth or, or stability. Yeah. Straight you said dysfunction. it good. Like we, yeah. we're living. See, Daniel didn't live in dysfunction. He lived in wisdom and intelligence. We know that the only way to get wisdom um, at our, at our assembly, we're studying the book of first Corinthians right now. And um, we know the only way to get wisdom as the apostle Paul says, is through the Holy spirit. Um, and that's not only Apostle Paul. That's also um, that's also found in Isaiah. That's also found in um, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy uh, yeah. So we got Moses saying it. We got Isaiah saying it. We got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John saying it. We got Paul saying, that, hey, the only way you can really be wise is through the Holy Spirit. And a lot of us lack the spirit because a lot of us dismiss the spirit. So you come to you, you had your experience in the church. Um, quote unquote church, whether you're a black church, Presbyterian church, whatever it may be, um, especially those that, that came from the Pentecostal, Kojic, charismatic type thing. And we've seen people running around and banging their heads on walls and swinging from <laughs> chandeliers. And that's right, hyperbole. Right. But <laughs> still, like we've seen that and now we reject the spirit. Right. And we think it's, you know, some made up thing when it's really in the scriptures. Now, I'm not saying to, you know, jump around like you need to be in your camp or your assembly, jumping over pews and knocking down chairs and falling out and foaming at the mouth and all this foolish stuff that they be doing in Christianity. But what I'm saying is we do need to lean on the Holy Spirit for our wisdom and knowledge. You cannot live in Babylon and be a fool. Because you're going like, like, for instance, now people are like both ways on this whole coronavirus, corona, 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 coronavirus, you know. <laughs> so if, if, if you're on Facebook, you know, you're saying one thing. If you're on Twitter, you're saying one thing. Um, if, if you're a Republican, you're saying one thing. If you're a Democrat, you're saying another thing. And that's not just this coronavirus crap. That's just overall like totality. Like a lot of us get stuck in this Republican, Democrat, black, white, um, us versus them. When really all that stuff is like social constructs, like there's really only one thing. There's those who love God and those who don't. That's it, mm. in my opinion. Break it down. And that's and that's what we see with Daniel. Daniel was a man who loved God. He's going into he's going into a region that does not. It's really that simple to me. What you, what you thinking about it? Uh, I mean, I hadn't thought of it that way, but I think it's a very simplistic way to put it. And I mean, it makes sense. It's. You either love them or you don't, and everything is determined by that. When the end comes, it's not going to be all of these different factions. It's going to be, did you love me or did you not? Right. So, and we know the only way to love him is to keep yeah. his law, statutes, and commandments. Keep his commandments, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so the first thing we need to be in in Babylon is to be wise. So, this is what this is what I would encourage you to do. Uh, first of all, quit 
Now, you could be on social media, be Facebook. I understand that you want to connect with family and friends. And sometimes, man, you've had a hard day at work and you just need to veg out. Like you don't you need to think about absolutely nothing. I get it. But man, have build a good library. Build a good library of books that mm. challenge your thinking, yeah. that challenge your worldview, uh, that inform you about who you are. So you can have evidence outside of just, uh, uh, you know, Deuteronomy chapter 28 about who we are as a people and how we migrated to where we migrated to. Right, and, right. Um, and all these other things, because if you look in books, you know, especially back in the, you know, 17, 16, 15, 1400s, you have people from all over the world, um, leaders from all over the world who, who said who we are where we come from and where we went to. But if all we know is Deuteronomy 28, I mean, so what about the people who don't even believe the scriptures? So you got to start with somewhere. Some people believe history and science before they believe the scriptures. And let me tell you, history and science also prove our Elohim and prove us as well. Prove us as well. So, so first thing we got, we have to be wise. We have to be intelligent. That doesn't mean go get you a PhD that definitely means build you a library, number one. Number two, lean on the spirit because man's wisdom, you can have all the books in the world, but if that's man's wisdom, if you don't have, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, that yeah. is, it, it amounts to absolutely nothing. Absolutely that's nothing. Correct, yeah. Um, and being wise and intelligent is not, and it's not just about reading, uh, but when, if you have the Holy Spirit, it will guide you and let you know when to do stuff, when not to do stuff, where to go here, where not to go, what to say, what not to say. Who to be around, who not to be around, um, when to be in this situation, when not to be in this situation. Um, that's how that's how Daniel moved in and out and was able to serve from Nebuchadnezzar all the way to Darius. So he served from from day one of captivity all the way to year 70 of captivity. Like imagine that. So at the end of his line, Daniel was in, in about his 80s or 90s when it was all said and done because he was young when they took him. So imagine he's between 10 and 18 that's a 70 year captivity. So he's in his 80s or 90s when he's leaving, when Darius says, hey, y'all Hebrews can go back home. Y'all can rebuild your temple and get on up out of here. Wow. So that's that's a span of 70 to 80 years of wisdom and intelligence. Wisdom and intelligence. We need that in Babylon, y'all. We need that. Also, um, Daniel 5, Daniel 5, 11, Last thing about his wisdom, because uh, he was also over these music. Uh, uh, magical people, I guess, in Babylon. And this is what they had to say about him in Daniel chapter five, verses 11. It says, there is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him who King Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, thy king, I say, thy father made master of the magicians as, um, astrologers chaldeans and soothsayers so it even testifies here that the people said that man daniel had the wisdom of the gods they know they, they didn't know how else to put it but we know what to say the brother was operating in the ruach hakadesh the holy mm. spirit yeah he was operating in the spirit of, of elohim that's it Let's see the next thing. Uh, Daniel operated in his gifting. Daniel operated in his gifting. We cannot be in Babylon. So the Most High has given us a gifting. And the gifting is to um, edify our brothers and sisters in the truth. So the, all the giftings are about edification and giving glory back to Yah. Um, so we cannot be in Babylon and not edify one another and not be giving glory back to Yah. Right. Mm, that's right. So you look at Daniel one seventeen, Daniel chapter one seventeen, and it tells us exactly what Daniel was doing there in Babylon. It reads, as for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. That was his gifting. Did he operate in that gifting? Absolutely. Did he not interpret the dreams of Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Say that five times. And Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. See, now you're trying Man. to show out. That's why you can only get out two times, but it's all right. No, I just chose to stop. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so he was operating in his gifting. So giving glory to Elohim, yeah. his God, and being able to edify his brothers and sisters around him. Because I'm sure mm. Daniel 
moving in wisdom and intelligence and operating in his dream, man, that 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 gasses up, you know, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. You know, he's they're looking at David like, yo, this man is doing that. He's not eating the king's meat. He's not bowing to these idols like we ain't about to do it either. Like, so when you walk in your gifting and you, especially in Babylon, man, that's like people see that. Like, mm-hmm. that's not normal. Like, that's definitely a set apart thing. Like, that right, ain't normal. Right. When you're walking in the gifting that Yah gave you, whether that's speaking, whether that's edifying, breaking down the scriptures, prophesying, whether that's music, administration, mercy, understanding dreams, whatever it is, like, that's abnormal in Babylon. So people look at that and they gravitate to that, especially those who are in the truth, because we got a lot of brothers that are, and sisters that, that are uh, uh, undercover, undercover truthers, as I like to say. What, <laughs> what does that yeah, mean? That's what I said. Undercover truthers. And what does that mean exactly? They bruise. They know they bruise. They know the truth. But in order to keep a status, keep a job, mm. keep a relationship, they choose to stay in the church or just they're the type to say, you know what, Christianity's whack, but I ain't about to do nothing. So people just think they just ain't doing nothing. They don't believe in anything. Mm. When in fact, they, they know the truth. And they, they believe the truth. Uh, I can't say they really fully, but they're just scared. That's what it is. Makes, yeah, I got you. They're scared. Okay. Yeah. As, as Moray would say in our congregation, man, they, they, they're scared to be great in Yahuwah. Mm. They're scared. Yeah. They know the truth. And some of these are Christian preachers who know the truth, but they're going to lose their salary. If they tell their congregation the truth, some of these are, are Christian and gospel singers, Christian, and all that stuff, hip hoppers, whatever. But if, if they tell people they're going to lose their salary and their fanship and that's that's their livelihood. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Um, but when we but, but when you're but when you operate as a Daniel in Babylon now, you don't know who you're gassing up. You don't know who's looking. That can be an encouragement and edification to your undercover undercover truthers, as I like to call them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What, what, what you thinking about that? What you thinking over there? Um, it's interesting. Um, and number one, I think it's true. When you see someone walking in their gifting, um, especially when they're able to do it with confidence, it, there's like a something inspiring about that because it's like, man, I wish I was confident enough to walk in that gifting. And you're right. People who are scared to be great in Yah. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but I think they can't move past that unless they're willing to admit that that fear is there. Man. Um, because one, once you admit it, it reveals that you're not as strong as you make it seem. Come on. Um, and so Come on, bring it out. W- once you have to look at yourself <laughs> in the mirror and you're like, man, I'm, I'm really scared. Like, that's not something you just want to say out loud or sometimes not even to yourself. So, um, you know. Yeah, there's something powerful about walking in your gifting. Mm. Um, not necessarily for the sake of, oh, I want to walk in my gifting so people can see me and I can inspire them. Right. But Daniel was doing it because his heart was to serve, serve the most high. Absolutely. And so, you know, focus on what you're supposed to be doing. Make sure you're pleasing the most high, doing what he says, um, whatever assignment he's giving you to do. Do that with confidence. Um because like the the word says, he did not give us a spirit of fear, Absolutely but of, not. Uh, of a sound mind. So that's one thing Love, that I know I, I pray mind. for yeah. continually, and I pray that for our children, because I don't want them to grow up having to reframe or rewire their mind later in life, right? You know, because they grew up operating in fear or whatever. So, yeah, man, that's good. That's good. So so let's walk in our gifting. So we need to be wise. We need to be intelligent. And if we're going to be if we can't physically leave Babylon, we need Daniel is a great example. Read, read Jeremiah 29. Then read the whole book of Daniel, Daniel. All right. So Jeremiah 29 tells you what we ought to be doing in captivity. And then we can look at Daniel and see exactly what somebody did in that captivity righteously. Hmm. Right. So he interpreted dreams. He was wise. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, he was intelligent. Yeah. Um, right. one, one other thing I would add about walking in your gifting, I think one thing, one thing that's been helpful for me is to one pray and search out and ask the most high, what is my gifting? Cause mm-hmm. a lot of times yep. people don't really yep. know what that is. Um, and you know, whether you choose to take one of those free tests online or, you know, 
the most High just reveals that to you through prayer um it's important for us to be able to know that because you don't want to be like the servant who had a talent and mm, he either he didn't yeah. know what to do with it and buried it like the most high is coming to collect on his investment that brother's coming to collect and he won so, his he won his talents on time <laughs> if anything you want at least some interest <laughs> on the talent you're not using yeah, so what you said <laughs> you know figure out what that looks like so um yeah that's one thing that's been ringing really loud in my spirit is just understanding what my gifting is and then figuring out how to walk in it um so you know Praise the most high for mercy and for time. Um, because now that we, when you know better, you do better. Right. So mm. now it's like, okay, let's um, consistently and um, yeah, consistently find ways to walk in that gifting with start small and right. then even be around other people also who may have some understanding about your right. gifting or and who can walking. challenge you, build you yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Like so you're standing around the same people, the same thoughts. And they ain't getting you nowhere. Like if you don't have any growth, man, it's time to it's time to roll. So if they I ain't telling you to leave your camp or your assembly, I'm just telling you stay where you at. Don't be hopping, but get some new friends. Yeah, <laughs> get some yeah, new friends. That's Absolutely, that's good. That's good. So um, moving on, because I said I promised this wouldn't be a long podcast. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. I'm, I'm trying to keep that promise. Okay. There you go. Okay. So we're moving on. So. Um, Daniel's righteousness, his righteousness. Mm. So Daniel was a righteous man. So I kind of mentioned it about him, you know, not taking the king's meat. And that's in uh, Daniel chapter one, verse eight. Um, that reads, but Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile him self um so we can go back hmm. to deuteronomy 32 38 deuteronomy so so why why would daniel do that what did i say deuteronomy 32 32, 38 38 yeah. 32 38 and it reads which did eat the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink of offerings let them rise up and help you and be your protection um also i think that was actually it there so that's that so so daniel knew obviously he knew torah he knew the law and he knew that he was not to drink wine nor eat food that could be potentially sacrificed to other gods mm. so we're talking about people in babylon so their god is baal right and they even um or baal um so they even changed daniel's name from daniel which means god judges to uh man it's uh bel belzazar or something like uh, that belchazar yeah think. which means yeah. bell will protect hmm. so first is god judges or elohim yahuwah judges but then he goes into this pagan world and they change his name to their god will protect him mm. which is which mm. is crazy right so not only does he does, do they force a, a name change, they try to make him eat the meat and the wine. He's like, nah, like, I'm not doing that. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care who your God is. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to just eat my fruits and my vegetables and I'm good. I'm super straight. So are we willing? Are we willing in Babylon? And I ain't talking about going vegan now. I ain't because I like my beef short ribs. I like my, my, my I like my chicken wings. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like my I like my beef pot roasts. Uh, I like my my turkey bacon. I like all that good stuff. So well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not allegedly I'm, got that Corona in it. So man, hey, but I, so I'm allegedly. not telling you to to go vegan or vegetarian. But what it is, I'm like, okay, what are you willing to give up? That's so connected to Babylon, like it's obviously connected to Babylon. Like, are you willing to give some stuff up in order to be righteous, in order to be set apart, in order to be set apart? So what does that what does that even look like? Like in Daniel's time, it looked like, man, I'm going to be a vegetarian or a vegan, yeah. whatever he became. Yeah, he didn't have a choice because pretty much every meat was slaughtered to Baal. Right. Um, so what does that mean? <laughs> so, so like certain things in... Um, Certain certain things like at your job, like so certain. So I work at a very liberal company. Mm. I'm not gonna name the company. 
one of the most liberal companies in the world. Okay. Um, and there are a lot of things in their rule book that, that, that thing, there are things that I'm supposed to accept if I'm to be an employee at that job. So what I've chosen to do is not even speak on any of those things. But if someone point blank asks me a question, I will and have point blank given them a true, honest and righteous answer. So, Jeremy, do you agree with uh, X, Y, Z? Um, no. And here's why. Because the scriptures say blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. 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 Um, well, I didn't I didn't know that was in the scriptures. Yep, it's in the scriptures. Been in the scriptures forever. Um, and that's that's how I govern my life through these scriptures. All of it from 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 Genesis to Revelation. Right. Yeah. Um, so. So obviously I, I wear my fringes to work um, and people ask me, yo, what are those? What are you doing? You know, what is that? It looks weird. What is that? Like some African something? What is it? <laughs> I'm like, no, you know, the, the scriptures tell us in numbers um, 15, 30. Round 30 of verse that the children of Israel wear fringes around the borders of their garment. So whether I'm wearing my fringes all the way around my shirt or I'm wearing my, my tassels, my tzitzits, um, in the four corners of my garments, actually have a four corner garment or wearing it on your belt loop or whatever it may be. Like people are going to ask questions and it opens, right, opens right. doors to good conversation. So are you willing to just like if somebody sees you with your fringes on and they ask you a question, do you say, oh, this is just part of my culture? Or do you just say, ah, oh, that's nothing. That's just, you know, that's my fashion or are you courageous enough to push in and say, yo, these are what the scriptures say we ought to be doing, especially if that person is a is so-called African-American, Hispanic, Native American person like, yo, I also tell him I end it with, yo, because I'm not a Creon color. I'm not from two continents. I'm an <laughs> Israelite and you are, too, even though you don't know it yet. And I leave it at that. If they continue to ask more questions, I engage. Most right. people walk away like, yeah, this fool crazy. What the heck? Cause I ain't no Israelite, especially ain't no Hebrew Israelite. Like I know about them, so they know about the, 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 the extreme version of, of course, you know, of course, yeah, you know. So, uh, but yeah, whatever. Are you willing to be righteous and set apart in Babylon? Like stuff that that clearly sets you apart. So everybody at the table eating meat. Daniel getting down on the broccoli, cauliflower, and grapes. Right. Yeah. Um. Man, yeah, to make those distinct choices. Well, number one, you're like, you're way more outspoken than a lot of people. So you'll do stuff like that. Say, hey, uh -huh. you're an Israelite, even though you may not, <laughs> you know, receive that. Um, but I think for me, even at work, because I work for a Christian uh, entity. Mm -mm -mm. Um, and so that's always interesting, especially around the holidays, because they're so big uh, on around those the things. what now? The holidays. The what now? Okay, you heard it. <laughs> uh, they're so big on those things, especially Christmas. Man. Um, and Easter. Man. I think the first year we did not celebrate Easter. I came. Man, they love Tammuz and Ishtar, man. Yeah. <laughs> they love them with all their heart. Um, <laughs> and they supposed to yeah. be quote unquote Christians following Christ. Can you give me a break? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree with you, but I think a lot of it is people are just so filled with ignorance. They ain't walking in they, wisdom and intelligence. They're not. Uh-oh. You can't do that in Babylon because Babylon will get you. Right. So I think the first uh, Easter that we didn't celebrate, I came to work that Monday. And uh, the lady at the front desk was like, oh, how was your Easter? Did your kids enjoy it? I'm like, mm, we don't do Easter. Yeah, we we had do Passover that, yeah. like last week or the week before. She's like, oh. Mm. Passover like she did not know now. how to like her whole body almost <laughs> she probably didn't her body didn't go into shock but in my like her facial expression was like oh god antichrist antichrist i'm like okay like they're so everything is so they're so engulfed in those right. uh celebrations um and then for the for christmas of course there's several department parties oh, and so goodness. on and so forth i hate that that's the same thing we well, just you yeah. know you come and come and celebrate christmas with us. i was like no i don't celebrate christmas well well we're not going to call it christmas we're just going to call it you know a uh a, a christmas uh, or a winter celebration i'm like okay but y'all still gonna do the same thing so right and, and no. your job because they're so liberal they may not connect it to religious anything but these people are like hey you know we're celebrating the birth of christ and we're so grateful that on the cold <laughs> night he was born like it's just you know so at this year it's just interesting <laughs> now for a lot of people this may not even be a big deal but i don't like to just feel singled out but i was the only person well one of the very few people i mean it was one more person who chose to stay out of um 
all the festivities. They have a whole campus-wide get-together. I took that day off because I did not I didn't feel like dealing with mm. it. And then, of course, they do a smaller departmental parties. Well, I stayed behind, and people were just like, "Are you okay? Like, is, is something wrong?" No, man. When you don't, when you don't, don't. <laughs> celebrate the gods of Babylon, people think something's wrong with you. Yeah. So whether that's not celebrating their holidays, um, whether that's not, whether there's some people who, when they came to the truth, they just gave up liking sports. Like, I'm not telling you, you need to do that. But that's something where they probably felt that that was an idol. So your football team, baseball team, basketball team, hockey team, whatever it may be, was an idol to you. And you said, man, forget sports, period. But now you look weird. You look weird because that's that's one of the gods here in Babylon. Yeah, it's um, become the norm. It's, it's become the norm. Yeah. So I'm not obviously there's people listening to sports fans. I'm, a, I'm I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say fan because fan is for, uh, short for fanatic. I would say I, I enjoy watching sports and there are certain teams that I do root for. But at the end of the day, like for right now, because sports, not I'm, I'm not craving like like a fiend, like, oh, my God, I need my fix of I need yeah. my fix of this team. <laughs> I need my fix of football and basketball. And I need I like if I don't get it right now, like I'm going to go crazy. Like, actually, I'm actually enjoying it. Not being on like it's like it's fun to see. How people react in Babylon when their gods are taken from them. Uh-oh. <laughs> some, some folks don't know how to act. They don't know how to act. It's like, true. like people at my job don't know how to act. Like they don't know when the next, they just, they, they, just, they, they, can't, they can't wait. Like hmm. they're willing, and I guarantee you, they'll be the same people that if, if this region has their basketball games, we live in a town that has a basketball team, gonna, they're going to be stuck in that doggone stadium with, with 20,000 other people cheering spitting all of the stuff and then all the all them jokers gonna come home sick and then we're gonna wonder why there's <laughs> a spike in deaths yeah like because y'all 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 rather y'all rather worship y'all god than stay safe and healthy but hey yeah um one quick thing i did want to point out i think what something you said i thought was really interesting and pretty profound actually when they changed daniel's name to uh balchazar yeah, however you pronounce it yeah yeah um and the fact that they impo- tried to impose on him the nature of who they are Man. Um, is interesting because that's what this nation does from the time you're mm. born through mm-hmm. media, media, through TV. They try, they're telling you what to think, what to believe and how to feel about certain things. And it's weird because you have people of different types of perspectives and opinions. But all, even though all those opinions are differing and opposing, they've all been given to you by media. You just yep. live in an area, you know, an area of the country where one thought process is more prevalent. And another thing, um, it's, cr- it's crazy because we do live in a Bible Belt, so Christians, it's of course, are just belt. they're everywhere. And they come for your kids. Yes, because there's huge churches on every corner in the city we live in, and these churches. And when I say huge, like a, like a small church here is what, like eight hundred people. Like that's a small church here, right? Yeah. And like the about the norm is about two thousand, three thousand member yeah, churches. Too many. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. And when I say they come for your kids, so of course you can, as parents, we can control what our kids watch. But if you're not like, if you send your kids to school, I'll Man. never forget the <laughs> last choke, year. I want to choke that woman. Last year, my daughter Man. went Man. to school, and I, I, I'm not a proponent of of you know violence, but shoot. Uh, um, so my daughter went to school and they either had some type of snack. It, it must've been like pizza day or something. And she asked for either cheese pizza or she was taken off the pepperoni from her pizza. You know, she's young. And so her teacher was saying, well, do you not like pepperoni? And she says, well, we don't eat pork because God said we don't not to eat pork. Right. Well, this woman proceeds to say, well, you know, Peter told God that it's okay to eat pork now. And clearly now, she don't read her scripture because that ain't what it says right <laughs> of course now we we know that i mean there was a time that we used to think that too but once you start actually reading scripture and using the brain that the most High gives and of course through the revelation uh through the ruach hakodesh you realize that certain things were just completely taught Man. erroneously Off. and so but the thing the point is you have outside influences and this was her teacher's assistant or something who feel comfortable enough to impose their gods and their views 
onto your children in a public into, school now. now yeah in a public, now yeah. she was all the way wrong like yeah, just whether we were dis- in the truth or not yeah. she shouldn't have said anything you're not supposed to discuss religion in public school so that's so our kids used to go to a christian private school when we were christians we woke up to the truth um quickly snatched them out of that foolishness and took them to a public school where we thought at least like we can we can navigate around, you know, the, the, the crazy, you know, homosexual stuff and gender identity stuff. But we didn't yeah. expect somebody to be discussing religion with our children in a public school. Right. That's off. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of work that comes with um, being in Babylon yes. <laughs> and being set apart. And so, you know, but whether people look at you weird, because some people, her teacher who n- knows us um, and she's known us for a while when I texted her and i said hey your teacher's assistant's out here telling kids that they can eat pork even though their parents told them not to eat pork (laughs) like this is just our religious um what do you call it our religious belief right um so now for me to say that to her she's a christian she knew us when we were christian and it's like oh now what y'all into now what kind of religion y'all into so you know (laughs) you're, you're getting this opposition from all over the place um but we have to be able to remain firm and strong in knowing that the one that we serve um, stands and speaks for us. Absolutely. No matter what happens here on earth and in this flesh. Absolutely. That's that's a great, great point. Great point. Now, um, this podcast is kind of running long by mm-hmm. by my wife's standards. But if you notice, she's done a lot of talking, too. So I think she's kind of enjoying this, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. I think I think she's kind of also oh, now she she's tapping on her wrist talking about time almost up. Listen, so listen, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Um, well, let's finish the righteousness part. So okay. not only did he he did not eat the king's meat. Daniel six thirteen. Daniel six thirteen. Uh, let me. I think I'm, I'm in seven thirteen. Daniel six thirteen says. Then answered they and said before the king that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor uh, the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. So what they talking about here? Hmm. So they could not find any dirt on Daniel, not one iota of a bad characteristic where they could say, hey, king. Look, Daniel's doing X, Y, Z. You need to kill him. You need to fire him. You need to throw him back into Judah with the rest of the, you know, the vagabonds. Right. They they couldn't get anything on him. So they said, hey, what what can we do to end this man's life? And this happened. This has happened twice to him. Right. So once when they told him to kneel and uh, that decree and to kneel to the, the idol of King Nebuchadnezzar. And to also um, only pray to um, Darius, right? So it's happened twice. So once he was thrown into a fiery furnace with his friends, the next time he was thrown into a lion's den. So they couldn't come up with no dirt on him. So what did they do? They made serving the uh, Daniel's God, our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, illegal. They made it illegal. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know by now, that is kind of where this is all heading toward the system of Babylon or this place of Babylon. At some point, whether it's going to be in our lifetime, our children's lifetime, there's going to become a, a one world order with a one world religion. Now, it's really going to be a system and it's going to be the beast, the, the system of the beast. But they're going to masquerade it as religion because we know that the, the abomination of destillation will be standing in the temple. Um, and know that the third temple is built. It's underground. They have the seats for the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem. You can look that up. It's not a secret. They ain't trying to hide nothing from you. Um, so they're doing that. And we're going to see the abomination of desolation standing in that temple, um, doing signs and miracles and deceiving many. And we're going to see those uh, those those fake Jews um, slaughtering animals, unclean animals and everything else in there, as Daniel predicted. Um, so but Daniel was so. A man of such character that they could not find anything on him. Are you that man? Are you that woman? Because in Babylon, once you show yourself in who you are, people are going to look for you to be to fall. People are going to look for the first time that you make a misstep. And they're going to be like, look, I knew it. He wasn't about nothing. Hmm. He wasn't about nothing. He married and he over here flirting with these women. She married and he flirting. She flirting with these men. Um, uh, they make bad financial decisions. Um, they're, they're, uh, you know, they don't have clean speech. Uh, 
they're violent. They're this. They're the, like, like, is there anything that somebody can say about you to ruin your witness that people would not want to be around you or not want to listen to you? Can they say anything about you that discredits you? They couldn't with Daniel. The only move they had was to make his God illegal. And Daniel didn't give two bones about it. He still hmm. prayed three times a day as he did. And he still did not bow to idols because Torah tells us not to do it. And so when Daniel could not sacrifice, what did he do? He could not make his morning sacrifice. He could not make his, his afternoon sacrifice, he could not make his evening sacrifice. So he prayed during those times. His prayers became his sacrifice. So he continued to sacrifice mm. and he continued to reject idols in the face of somebody telling him to do the opposite. Are you that man? Are you that woman? Got anything to say about that? I guess not. You, I mean, you said a lot about the rights. We can move on. I know. I, I know. No, I'm. You know, just, I'm that's good. I mean, I, there's really mm-hmm. not much to add to that. So this um, is the. Yeah. So the last thing. Um. See, I think I think that is that the last thing. Hold on. Are we done? No. <laughs> well, so Daniel well, four and five. Well. So Daniel four and five. <laughs> so it just it just it just kind of um. Daniel, I'm sorry, Daniel chapter six, verses four and five kind of clarifies this. So it says, then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his Elohim. So we not only do we need to have so much character that no one can find any fault in us. We need to live a life. So you can only do that through if you have if you connected to the Ruach HaKadosh, through the Holy Spirit, who, who gives us our fruit, right? The fruit of the spirit. There's the fruit of the spirit. There's a the fruit of the flesh. Fruit of the flesh is, you know, fits of rage and anger and lawlessness and uh, um um, adultery and lying and stealing and cheating and murder and all these other different things. But obviously, you know, the fruit of the spirit is, um, you know, peace and, and, and mercy and long suffering and all these different things you find in Galatians chapter five. Right. right. Um, so that's what Daniel was was operating out of because people try to find fault in him and they could not do it. Are you a faultless person? Because I know we always say, oh, none of us are perfect and all this. Mm. But Daniel in Babylon the best that he could be, at least by their standards, he was a perfect man in the midst of Babylon, in the midst of Babylon. What so, do you know? so you got to think in Babylon, not only are they serving other gods, but man, it's lawless. So anything goes. So you got to imagine he's in the king's court. Imagine what this kid is seeing as a kid all the way up to a grown man. Imagine what we're exposed to here in Babylon slash Egypt slash Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, whether it's whether it's opportunities to sin, it's opportunities to be uh, to 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 fulfill your lustful desires, um, opportunities to um, hate other people, um, because brothers and sisters, if you don't know by now, hate does nothing for our enemies. It is a heavy burden on you and it does nothing to our enemies. Yeah. Hate only crushes you. It does not crush our enemies. All right. Um there's opportunities to lie, steal, cheat, murder, all this other stuff right here in the United States of America. And a lot of people get away with it. Scott free. Now, I think a lot of people listen to this podcast. Our, our, our skin may be a little bit too dark to get away with half this stuff that some of these folks be getting away with. <laughs> but either way, some of us do. I mean, OJ got away with it. And, be, you know, well. so, hey, there's, there's opportunity for us to do stuff here in Babylon that mimics Sodom and Gomorrah, that mimics the Egyptians that mimics the Babylonians, but are we going to be righteous enough and have enough character to say, nah, I ain't trying to be a part of none of that. And people find no fault in you. Are are we willing to walk in intelligence and wisdom, you know, build a library, have a good, well, a well-rounded worldview and not just take something somebody said. I don't even care if it's your moray, your captain, your bishop, your pastor, your, your whoever, however they call themselves. Like you have to have a mind of your own and think for yourself. Now, that's not to say that you go against the camp or the assembly congregation that you're in. But if some things don't make sense to you from your reading and studying, don't be afraid to bring those things out and get clarity and understanding. Hmm. Don't just blindly believe something. 
And also, man, we have to walk in our gifting because our gifting, number it, it, it edifies our brothers mm-hmm. and sisters yeah, and, yeah. and it gives glory to the most high. Um, yeah, I think that's it for this, man. I think that's a good episode. Being Daniel in Babylon. Um, I hope this helped you guys, blessed you guys, gave you some ideas to think about, um, to further do some study on Daniel and to further find some ways to where you could be set apart as we live in Babylon. If you can't physically separate uh, from this system or from the United States or, or whatever you think Babylon is, um, you have any final thoughts? Yes, a quick final thought. Um, so I think what's interesting about learning about uh, Daniel is realizing that coming out of Babylon is more than just the physical aspect of leaving. Mm-hmm. Even though so many of us are trying to do this mass exodus to wherever. Um, but what's more important is that even wherever you end up, you still have to be able to live righteously. Right. Because so, there's going to be some other strange gods somewhere else. Right. So the work that has to be done is in our minds and in our hearts. Um, and then also if, you know, if anybody has other ideas on how to separate from Babylon, like one thing for me, I know is like homeschooling. If anybody has idea on homeschooling, definitely hit Jacob Seed podcast online, share some deets. Yes. So you can find us at Jacob Seed 12 on Instagram. You can also search Jacob Seed podcast on Facebook as well. Um, again, my brothers and sisters, uh, I thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I hope it, hope you enjoyed it. Hope it helped you. Hope it blessed you. Um, as always, um, seek truth, live it out, inform others. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. We ask that you subscribe, like, and review, as well as share this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Have you ever wondered how to be a part of the show? You can call in to the podcast voicemail at 901-300-7474. Leave your comment and question, and we will play it on the next episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. Also, if you go to our Instagram page at JacobC12 or the host page at Yermayahu15 on Instagram or Twitter and press the link, you can find ways on how to support this podcast. You don't have a social media account? That's perfectly fine. You can go to linktr.ee forward slash JacobC12 to find more ways on how to support this podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember... Seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom.